Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Is this for real? This is ridiculous. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Looks like uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are going to do some sort of cage match. Um, Musk said that he was up for a cage fight with Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg said, uh, send me the location on Instagram. Musk replied, the Vegas Octagon. The Octagon is a competition mat in Finston area used for UFC bouts in Las Vegas. Uh, Musk says, I have this great move I call the walrus. I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> you know, Mark... Actually, is it really into jujitsu? I, I, you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he he's won several jujitsu tournaments. Is has done MMA training. Uh, I know Zuckerberg, uh, very nice guy, and um, probably the most normal. I know several of the tech executives, and he's the only one I would consider like normal and a family man. Uh, Musk is just a weird dude, and it's interesting to. See, it would be funny. I, I did get texted by uh, an affiliated person and asked if I've ever emceed a an event like this, and I said no, I have not. But I wouldn't mind doing it. We'll see. Uh, what a what a weird, crazy thing. Um, I'd just say put your money on on Zuck because he actually knows what he's doing in the arena. Now I got to move on before I do. Don't want to leave Craig waiting, and I actually want to—I I want to take this phone call from Craig. Uh, so, Craig, uh, welcome to the program. What's going on? Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, sure. I don't know if you remember a few weeks back, I called with the analogy of how the hardcore Trump voters made me think of Ray from Ghostbusters. Whenever <laughs> I, I do remember that, yes. Form of his destructor, and of course, the first thing that pops in their head is "Stay Trump, the Marshmallow Man." And I just wanted. To talk to these voters, you know, the kind who would abide an insult to Jesus before they would abide an insult to Trump. You know, that sit in their house drinking beer with a Trump flag on the wall watching reruns of the Dukes of Hazard. Well, now listen, You're listen. Idiots. Well, hang on now. Um, you know, this is this is part of the problem, Craig, is that uh, a lot of people look at tr- hardcore Trump supporters, and you all know I'm, I've I got my criticisms of the man, and he's not my top choice. But I really genuinely believe, and this is why Craig's phone call was useful, though some of you will find it insulting, because a lot of the people who genuinely dislike Trump and his supporters have never bothered to empathize with the concerns of those people. The media makes them all out to be a bunch of white bigots and racists. 
who see the demographic shifts of the country. Well, why then is it that Donald Trump was able to get black and Hispanic voters on his side? Here's what's going on here. Um, As much as the media and the left say that Trump voters are a group of older white people losing control of the country, and that's why they're reacting this way and they're so pro-Trump, the media itself has lost the narrative, having defined the Republicans and Democrats to be something, and Trump has shown that it's not, and they don't know what to do other than to hate the people who have decided to side with Donald Trump. Now, I disagree with the people who have sided with Donald Trump this time, in large part because in 2020, I actually don't think it was stolen. I think it was lost, and I don't know how you bring those people back. And if it was stolen, for sake of argument, how do you not have it stolen this time with Biden and the Democrats in greater control than they were then? But I think you've got to be a really not great person to fail to empathize with the people who bet on Trump in 2016. I'm one of the people who didn't think he could win in 2016. Underestimated just how awful a person and candidate Hillary Clinton was. But I got it why people voted for him and why, why people supported him. And it kind of goes to what Craig was just saying. They they sit at home watching the Dukes of Hazard with the Trump on the wall. That, that's the image the media and the Democrats have of these people. Now, let me tell you who the Trump voters are that I know. They're people who busted their butts, tore their calluses, stood on their feet all day at jobs, making ends meet, providing for their family. And then one day, management came and said, hey, we're taking your job to Mexico. Good luck. Go to Votex school. Learn to code. And why? Because in Washington, D.C., Democrats and Republicans alike had told these people, we're going to do something called the North American Free Trade Agreement, and it's going to make your life better. And how did it make their life better? By making them unemployed. Or they were told, you you work hard, you bust your butt, you send your kid to college, your kid's going to get a good job because they have a college degree, and now the Trump voter is 60 years old and their kid and their kid's kids are living in the basement because they can't find a job in modern America. I understand why they decided to go with the guy who decided, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to burn it all down. They wanted to burn it all down because they were promised many a thing that the people of Washington failed to deliver on. I disagree with sticking with a man as flawed as Trump. I don't think he can win in 2024. But I totally understand why a lot of people are like, well, all these people let us down, so I'm going to stick with him. And I just think you can't belittle them in that regard. I get frustrated too. And you know what? So for those of you who listen to Craig, I have more of an ax to grind than any of you do. I had people show up on my front porch to threaten my family because in 2016 I said I couldn't bring myself to vote for him or Clinton for that matter. I didn't vote for either one of them. Certainly, Sell wasn't going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't think Trump would be any better than her. I was wrong, thank God. I had people show up at my house to threaten us. My daughter was given graphic instructions on how to commit suicide because her father was destroying the country, and maybe if she killed herself, I would see the light and come back home to Trump. My son was beaten up on the playground. They were chased through a store 
by a man yelling at them that I was destroying the country. At church, my wife told her Bible study she had an incurable form of cancer. And a woman said she would pray for my wife but wanted to punch me for not backing Trump. I have more of an ax to grind than many of you, and instead, I understand the anger and the rage of these people who so invested in Donald Trump because everyone else had disappointed them and let them down. I did not get mad at the people who showed up at my home and threatened me and my family because I wasn't backing Trump. I felt sorry for them because so many people had abandoned them along the way. They had been betrayed by the political leaders time and again they had voted for, and those political leaders left them in a worse place. I got the rage. I disagreed with it. I still do, but I understood it. And I've never gotten the, the, the contemptuousness of the other side on this. Yeah, you don't like Trump. I don't either. You, you think he was a, a, a poofly monkey. You know, he, I, I kind of, I view that way. A friend of mine, mine showed, talked to me that way this morning. It was like one of those orange orangutans that just swings in the trees and throws monk, throws poo in every which way. It's great. You, you love it. He's throwing poo at the enemies. But at, at some point, it's kind of like, yeah, you're still just throwing poo. I get it. But the contemptuousness of the MSNBC crowd and the CNN crowd, a lot of people towards the man's voters, it's a coastal elitism. His voters were promised a better tomorrow by a lot of politicians who then made their tomorrow a nightmare. It, are some of them racist? Yes, but you know what? Joe Biden has racists voting for him too. Anti-Semites who hate Jews, they're voting for Joe Biden. But you can't just nut pick Trump supporters and say they're all that way, many of them gave up on the political classes in Washington because the political classes in Washington lied to them. I wish they would move on because I do think there are a host of Republican candidates who are more viable in the general election. I really do think that DeSantis has a much better chance of beating Joe Biden and actually advancing the agenda they want. I really do believe Tim Scott could as well. I mean, Tim Scott is from South Carolina, the descendant of slaves, who understands what it's like to be put on, uh, put off by a bunch of people because of the color of his skin, because of his demographics, because of his background. He cares about this country. He loves this country. I think Mike Pence gets it too. I don't think they'll go for Mike Pence because they view him as a traitor to Trump. Uh, but I would just encourage everyone to get outside of the cult of personality. It's about the issues. It's about the viability. It's about who can win. It's about who can build bridges with independent voters. I don't think Trump can. You may differ. That's fine. We're allowed to differ. One of us will be proven right. I just pray if you think you're right that you are because I don't think you are, and I know you think the same way about me. But I don't think we need to belittle people who were let down by both parties. Y'all remember the Republicans said they were going to repeal Obamacare if you handed them the House, and we did in 2010. And then they said, well, no, 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 actually, we got to have the Senate, too. So we gave it to them. And they said, well, we, we got to have this. We got to have the White House, too, if we're going to do it. So we gave it to them. And then they still didn't do it. 
Can you blame people for being hacked off who had great health care insurance and then Obamacare screwed it all up? The GOP said, if you give us this and then this and then this, we'll do it. We gave them all three and they still didn't do it. We're still dealing with this. I know people whose insurance situation is far worse off today than it was before Obamacare. And the media won't cover those people lest it disrupt the narrative that Obamacare was some sort of good thing. But what I find truly disturbing on both sides, Trump supporters and non-Trump supporters, is the lack of empathy. I more often than not these days get accused of being a moderate even though I'm not because I at least try to make you walk in the shoes of the people you disagree with and see it their way. I may disagree with someone, but I at least can understand why they're there. This used to be the thing about our side, about the right, about conservatives, is we understood the arguments of the other side better because we we had a basic empathy they lacked. We had a basic understanding of their arguments. Pro-lifers have always been better at making the case of the pro-abortionist than the pro-abortionist has for the pro-lifer. And I still think there's something good in at least being able to see the world in the eyes of the people you disagree with, the people you don't like, at least see the world through their eyes. And you might be able to understand a way to persuade them to come to your side and now these days, both sides just want to hate the other side. They don't want to empathize, empathize with the other side. And it's not a case of persuasion anymore. It's a case of screaming at each other. And meanwhile, there is a whole group of people called independent voters of America who want to be persuaded, not by the rank biblical donkey nature of both sides yelling at each other, but by someone who understands their concerns and wants to persuade them that they have a solution. And it starts, I think, with not belittling a group of people who have been betrayed by Washington, D.C. and decided, you know what, screw it, let's just burn down Washington, D.C., metaphorically speaking, of course. you got to walk in those people's shoes. Society politically gave up on them, so they've given up on everybody except the man who said he'd fight for them. And while he may not be very successful, at least he's been far more entertaining than so many of the dunces in Washington, D.C., Still wish they would reconsider for 2024, though. I have a question. I, I, I'm I, Surely it can't just be me. Um, and welcome, by the way. The phone number, 877-973-7425. And if you're new to the show, if you text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to the phone number, 33777. So you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'm going to send you back all my social media links and where you can get my daily email. You should subscribe to the show notes because when the show comes out at noon, we send out all the links of the stuff I'm going to talk about. Although today, like nothing I am talking about, it really flows with what we thought we were going to talk about because I have just gone off from the, ignored the show notes altogether for the most part. But typically that's the case. So if you text Eric to 33777, you get it all. Uh, Have y'all noticed the rise in car washes? What is going on out there? I mean, I'm just looking, um, and I just so it's not just me, you know, our, our newest affiliate, WRD in, in Greenville, I'm just noticing there are one, two, three, four, five, six, just on the way to the Greenville Spartanburg Airport, I mean, within miles of each other. I mean, some of them within blocks of each other. Where I am, I've got one by my house, and they're building one across the interstate. On the other side of the same road, they're building another car wash, and they've already got one further up the street from that. What is going on out there? Is like, is there that much demand for car washes out there? It seems to me that there's got to be at some point a saturation moment. Like for a while, there were all of those uh, vending machine ice machines out there where you could drive up and, and pull the plastic bag, drop it a few quarters, and you get fresh ice. 
Uh, we had several of those by her. They're all gone now. They've just poof, overnight gone. I don't know what happened to them. But the car washes, when you've got to invest, you've got to seriously invest. Now, for the longest time in my neighborhood, there was just one car wash everyone used. They did your oil change. They washed the car. They wiped it down by hand afterwards. People are moving away from those. And now they're the ones you drive into, the conveyor belt pulls you down, and then you got to do all the wiping and dusting yourself at the end. But they are cropping. They're like cockroaches. They're rabbits. They just keep multiplying. I'm fascinated by it because I'm just, in the back of my mind, I'm like supply and demand. You're going to hit the supply and demand curve at some point. How can there be that much sustained business interest in this many car washes on the same road? I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at, um, at the, like, for example, I pulled up uh, Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, South Carolina, on the way to the airport. You've got, uh, you got one, two, three, four. Four, and then on the intersecting road, Lawrence Road, there, uh, US 276, you got one, two, three, four, and they all come to a head right there at the airport. It just, it's a lot of, that's a lot of car washes in a very small area for, and I'm just, and again, I'm supply and demand, baby. At, at some point, you, you hit the point where you've got more supply than you have demand, and it seems like every area out there is getting close. They must be giving these franchises away. I don't know. Well, enough about that. Let me tell you about Vision Computer. My son is still learning his PC. We're we're more of a Mac family, but he wanted a gaming PC, and I knew who to turn to, Vision Computers. I called him, told him, here are the games he plays. Here's what he's headed in towards. They built him a gaming PC that is going to last him probably into college, and then we'll just be able to upgrade it. We won't have to get him a new one. And he's now had – I get so frustrated with PCs now because I used to be a tech guy and could fix a PC, but Windows 11 is beyond me now. But he's got the number. He calls Vision Computer, and they have helped him set up his email. Uh, They helped him get the Gmail account done. They've helped him with all sorts of – I've never had to touch it. It's been fantastic. They can do this for you and for your business or for your home. Build your computers and then be your world-class tech support where they actually answer the phone Call them at 404-COMPUTE to ask about the Eric Erickson special. You can check them out online, visioncomputers.com. You won't see the Eric Erickson special there. But if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, anywhere nationwide, they can be your tech support. They can build your PCs, give you a reasonable rate on a long-term computer solution. Visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. Greetings. Hello. How are you? It's Eric Erickson. Cross the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Lots of emails from people with car washes. I'm learning things. Okay, I, I got to play this audio for you. This is an exchange with Ted Cruz, uh, the head of the human rights campaign, yesterday talking about transgenderism. This is a, about a minute, 41 seconds, but are you really, it's important. Listen to this entire conversation. Ms. Robinson, do you agree with Ms. Gaines that there's a difference between women and men? If the question is about trans women... I'm just asking, is there a difference between women and men? I mean, what I can say here is that the NCAA has rules in place. They've had rules in place for the last decade, and when this competition okay, okay, happened, I'm, I'm try the again. rules were clear. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? It's a yes-no question. It is, it, do you believe there's a difference? Oh, I think that we're talking about this case with the NCAA. No, I'm asking a question. Do you believe there's a difference between women and men? Most I, people could answer this very simply. I'm curious if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. I'm just putting it into the context of the conversation that we're having. I think that there are definitions related to sex. Is that a yes? So I'm trying to get a yes or no. I'm not trying to get get a speech. Is there a difference between women and men? 
I think that there are definitions for biological sex. Okay, so you're not answering that. Let me gender. ask you this question then. Why do women's sports exist? If you can't define a difference between women and men, why not abolish women's sports and just tell little girls to swim with little boys and see who wins? Oh, I'm simply saying that um, that sex My is question, different than gender. Why and I do, do believe why that women's, do women's sports, sports have a great exist? value. I mean, Senator, I'll M tell you M right Ms. now. Ms. Robinson, please answer the question I'm asking you. Absolutely. Why do women's sports exist? I think that there are so many positive benefits to sports. But I mean, why have a separate category for women? If, if, you, if there's no difference between women and men, why to have women's sports? I'm saying that there's a difference between sex and gender and that the NCAA has rules in place, which they have for the so last Mr. decade. Mr. Chairman, I, I would like to enter into the record an, an article from Duke, Duke Law called Comparing Athletic Performances for the Best Elite Women to Boys and Men. That was insufferable, wasn't it? Have you noticed? So Matt Walsh has the What is a Woman um, video out documentary have you noticed that the definitions of women from the trans crowd are premised on the definitions of men so i can give you a, a definition of a woman which is a a um homo sapien with a uterus an ovaries who gets pregnant bears children. Biologically, it's the definition of a woman. What I find really notable is that trans activists like this lady and, and queer theorists, that everything, it, it's about man. It's not a, a, a person who can get pregnant. It is about masculine characteristics or the lack of masculine characteristics. Everything is defined. I guess that they're, they're so broken by the patriarchy or some such. It, it's just, it's a very fascinating thing. What's going on here, however, is the advance of the idea of intersectionalism. And it's been a while since we've talked about this, and it's probably a good time for a refresher course in all of this so that you can understand why she refused to answer the question. Because in intersectionalism, the world, is this is a postmodern idea where you have your truth and I have my truth. There's, no, there's not the truth. You know, as an aside, my buddy Leland Vittert uh, has a news program on News Nation on Monday referenced me in this, that the only person in America who it seems is not allowed to have his truth is Tim Scott. Uh, Tim Scott says that uh, if you are black in America, you can work hard and be successful. And the Democrats say, that's not true, Tim Scott. Well, that's his truth. Isn't he allowed to have his truth? What is the truth? Well, the truth is that the left has divided us into, um, into categories based on physical attributes. So if you are a white, heterosexual male, and they use the phrase cisgendered, meaning your, your sex and gender align, white, heterosexual male who has no disability, you are an oppressor. And if you are the opposite of those things, you are not an oppressor, you are oppressed. And the more opposite you are, the more oppressed you are. On top of that, you add in things like Christianity, college education and the like, you become really an oppressor. If you're a white, 
Christian heterosexual male who believes you are male, who doesn't have a disability, and is Christian, man, you 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 are like you you might as well own a plantation and crack a whip because you are you are the most oppressive person on planet Earth according to the left. If you are a homosexual, lesbian, Muslim, missing a leg, you have moral authority to speak into the world's concerns because you are the most oppressed person. And everyone is divided up. And and the general category is if you're white, heterosexual, you are the oppressor. And if you are anything else, you might be oppressed. Everything comes from that and thereafter degrees of oppression. So white, heterosexual female, little little less oppressor. White, homosexual male, little less oppressive. Black, heterosexual male, even further less oppressive, more into oppressed. Black, homosexual male, well, definitely oppressed. Black, homosexual, lesbian, uh, female. Whoa, really getting into the oppressed class now? They divide the whole world up in this. They don't see you for who you are. They see you based on the categories you represent. And in when you get into transgenderism, there is no category for female because it is all about the degree away from being male that you are to signify your oppression. So the very definition of a trans woman is premised on not being a male. They can't actually have a woman. And what has happened here, the feminist movement, the progressives, they've eradicated women from being a thing. You're either male or not male. You're not female, a defined category based on biology. And what intersectionalism does is it turns all of biology on its head. Turns all of biology on its head. And it it becomes a religious ideology as opposed to something that is a legitimate and grounded in science. They use the language of science. But, you know, uh, King Philip came over from Great Spain. Did you learn that in biology? King Philip came over from Great Spain. Kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, and species. Every living organism can be defined in those. You have the plant kingdom. You have the animal kingdom. You have the the cordata phylum, those with spinal cords or or the the innate being of spinal cords. You you have the class, the mammal class. Uh, Humans are in the primate order. We're in the family of the hominids. The hominids are the ape-like primates. And then the homo sapiens. We're the last of the, the homo genus. All the other species within the homo genus have died out over time. But when you get into the primates, when you get into the mammal class, even in the mammal class, the mammal class does not, within it, does not exist any order, family, genus, or species that can change its sex. You cannot find a mammal whose gender doesn't align with its sex, except somehow these people believe that homo sapiens do, which means that that's so different. We've got to be in a different class than mammals. We, we can't be mammals anymore because once you get into mammals and then you get into primates in particular, primates, the ape class, you don't see any, any family that gets to pick its gender. But the intersectionalists say, wait, we are an exception to this. If we are an exception to that, we are an exception from primates. If we're an exception from primates, we're an exception from the mammals. We're something, we're some new class of being. 
that's the narcissism and the arrogance of the trans community and the trans ideology, that they are something unique and separate from the class of mammals that all other people belong to. And it's all to get into their intersectionalism, into their, their divisions of oppressive and oppressed person. And it's a statement of not the truth, but their truth. And their truth is crazy town. And it's also really, really, really sexist. It is, it's remarkable that so many in, in the woke feminist movement who have advanced the rights of women over time are now allowing the men to nominate. And, you know, like Dave Chappelle, the comedian, has said, the only reason we're forced to take this seriously is because a group of white men decided they were now women. And if it was, if it was not white men deciding this, everyone would laugh at it. But white men expect to be taken seriously on everything, and now they got to be taken seriously on this. And what they're doing is they're eradicating women as something unique and special created by God in the garden or just by biology, however you want to look at it. It's just a fascinating thing that the woman in charge of the human rights campaign who identifies not as gay but as queer, which is also in in queer theory. You know, in queer theory, it's part of the intersexual spectrum. Everyone's a little gay in some way. And the further away you are from being queer, the more oppressive you are. So fully heterosexual, you are fully an oppressor. What, what's, what's unique and, and just impressive about this is how they just eradicate women. Now, I have a personal theory. It is my hypothesis. If you were to, to do a study of seven, eight-year-old boys, six, seven, eight-year-old boys, four-year-old boys who've decided that they're girls, I wonder what you would find out about their moms wonder what you would find out about their moms. Children at that age don't innately pick up on gender, but boy, they can pick up on something their mama doesn't like. And if their mama doesn't like men, their mom was mistreated by a man or, or some such, they are going to do everything they can to not be that thing which their mother doesn't like. Munchausen by proxy, whatever you want to call it, um, there's something there. And what's so interesting here is you're not allowed to say these things. I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail from the left on this stuff because you're not supposed to engage in this particular topic because to point out these truths, and they are truths, not my truth, not your truth, but the actual truth, you're not allowed to say it. And this goes to something I said yesterday. In study after study of communist regimes and how the communist leadership was able to dominate, what they do is they begin to make people openly embrace the lies they know are not true. And once you've got people who are willing to say the lie is true and the truth is the lie, these people's sense of shame goes away and they are able to be controlled. And that's what the left is trying to do to control us all. First, they locked us down, and then they told us up was down, down was up, the sky is green and the grass is blue. And if you don't believe it, you're a bigot and a hater and must be punished. And now boys are girls and girls are boys, and you don't know the difference between the two. And if you're a woman, you're not really a woman. You're just a degree away from being a man. That's what they're doing. It's all about control. Control of the truth, control of your physical activities, control of your body. They complain, they moan, they whine all the time about Republicans who wish to protect the sanctity of life as controlling bodies, and they are the ones who want to control all of our bodies. That's just the reality of the situation that we have to be mindful of because if they can subvert the truth and shut us up so we can't speak the truth, 
then it becomes easier for them to control everyone, which is why all of us should be obligated to tell the truth. One of the great groups out there funding truth-telling around the country is Patriot Mobile. They fund conservative parents battling wokes on school boards, and they do a really good job of it. In fact, in every situation where they have put up a conservative parent to take on a woke school board member, they've been successful. That's why the left hates them. And the way they do it is they convince you to be their cell phone customer, their cell phone company. You get guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using. You can take your existing phone number to them. You don't even have to get a new phone number. You just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. They have a detailed coverage map there. If you click on the detailed coverage map, you can zoom straight into your house and see 5G data voice. How good is it all there? Then you move your service to them. You grow their profits, and they take those profits, and they fund the conservative causes you care about. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can also call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. 972-PATRIOT is the phone number. 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You're dealing with 100% U.S.-based customer service. You get great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, a teacher, an NRA member. Need a lot of lines for a lot of kids. They can take care of you, help you save some money. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Hello there. Uh, did you hear about this? Randy Weingarten of the, the what, the American Federation of Teachers or whatever? The, the left-wing union woman who shut down schools across America and denies that she did it? She's been put on a commission about safe schools run by the Department of Homeland Security. This is outrageous. She's one of those people who helped get parents targeted for showing up at school boards and complaining about lockdowns and shutdowns. Ron DeSantis was asked about this uh, earlier today, and this is what he had to say about the situation. So I think it was really bad. So she should not be in any position of authority. And, um, you know, maybe maybe someone will have something to say about that in about a year and a half to be able to, to get that right. Uh, in terms of the China. <laughs> so maybe somebody else have something to say about that in a year and a half. The, the Biden administration is going all in with the teachers unions. We got declining test scores. This is another issue for the GOP. This is another issue for them to campaign on. Instead of being distracted by a botched impeachment effort of Joe Biden. Uh, by the way, DeSantis also had something to say on the China situation, uh, given the screw-up of the Biden administration. You know, so Blinken has this whole groveling session with Xi, comes home, and Joe Biden calls Xi a dictator, insulting them. Here's actually MSNBC's coverage or NBC's coverage on that. A day after a very highly choreographed trip by Secretary of State uh, Anthony Blinken, uh, where he did get to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping, uh, where they pledged to stabilize relations. Tensions between Washington and Beijing are once again heating up. Just 24 hours after what seemed like a successful, cleared a very low bar type of trip for Blinken. During a fundraising event in California last night, President Biden called China's president, quote, a dictator, and suggested Xi was embarrassed by the spy balloon incident from earlier this year. Now, the Chinese decided to be outraged because their response was swift. A spokesperson for China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs called Biden's remarks, quote, extremely absurd and irresponsible and accused the U.S. president of violating diplomatic protocol. Ironically, some Republicans were quick to chime in with support of Biden, with the top-ranking Republicans on the House and Senate Foreign Relations Committees affirming Biden's comments last night and encouraging him not to walk it back. You're never going to placate the Chinese. The Chinese are not an adversary. They're our enemy. This is DeSantis on uh, our economic dabblings with China. Kaylee, we are dependent on China 
for major parts of our economy. You saw during COVID, almost everything we needed came from China. So I think we need to reestablish our economic sovereignty. I think we need to produce more critical items here in the United States. And I think they have a huge amount of leverage over us because of really policy choices that have been made over many decades. You know, when China was put into the World Trade Organization and granted most favored nation status almost 25 years ago, we were told by DC elites that this would make China uh, more free, more democratic, it'd make the world better. In reality, uh, it hollowed out parts of our country. It made China very rich. And what have Xi used that money for? To build up more military capacity. He now has grand ambitions, not just in the Pacific, but even in our own hemisphere. Uh, there you go. At least he's willing to talk firm on it. We'll see. All right. As we get out of here, I just have to note, I, I tried to explain to everyone why so many Trump supporters are so loyal to Trump, him having had their back, try to keep promises to him. So many people failed them. And of course, get one angry Trump supporter calling me an establishment elitist hack for not understanding why they supported Donald Trump because Donald Trump had their back and kept his promises on exactly what I said on the radio. Buddy, listen to me what I say, not what you think I say. Good grief. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.